You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, everyone. It's Amy Newmark with three classic episodes for you this week about the power of gratitude and dreams and amazing coincidences. I'll be back next week with more stories from our new books. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some instant inspiration from Chicken Soup for the Soul. So listen, have you ever been annoyed with someone and then you found out later that you didn't have all the facts and you would have been okay if you had known what was actually going on? It's a terrible feeling, especially if you said something to that person about how annoyed you were. And even if you didn't say anything, it's still a real waste of your emotional energy to be upset about something that you wouldn't have been upset about if you had just known the facts. So today I'm revisiting a book we put out a year ago called Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Gratitude. And I'm going to talk about a couple of stories from that book that remind us to get the facts first. In the first story, Katie Bangert tells us that most mornings at the ungodly hour of 5.15, she was woken up by a deep rumbling noise that made her windows rattle. There would also be sharp bursts that sounded like firecrackers. Turned out it was her neighbor's Harley-Davidson motorcycle, and she would have to listen to it for five minutes or so, which at that hour probably felt like an hour. Katie would lie there in bed wondering why her neighbor felt he needed to idle his motorcycle for five minutes every morning outside her window. She imagined him starting up his motorcycle and then going inside to make a cup of coffee in a travel mug before he came back out to ride that noisy thing away. She had never actually met the neighbors, the man or his wife. She had seen them out the window, but never talked to them, even though they had been neighbors for years. Instead, for years, Katie silently fumed in her bed while that noise went on next door every morning. Then, one morning, the rumbling magically disappeared, and it was quiet all that week. Katie got to sleep later than she had in years. But then she got an email from another neighbor with some sad news. Her motorcycle idling neighbor had actually died. Apparently, he had been sick for years. And the email said he was the kindest man her neighbor knew and that he had bravely lived life to the fullest, to the best of his ability while he was dying from cancer. She went on to say to Katie, I know you might have been wondering why you haven't heard his beloved Harley in a few days. And all of a sudden, Katie put those motorcycle noises into perspective. Her neighbor had loved his motorcycle, and he got joy from it, joy that probably helped him persevere as he got sicker, and he had been fighting a battle that she knew nothing about because she had never bothered to meet him. 
She was so glad that she had never sent him the angry letter that she had composed in her head. She had done research on the town noise regulations, and she was all set to send him her letter. Now she found herself feeling grateful that her neighbor had that beloved Harley and that he had enjoyed it as much as he did. And she really regretted that she had never reached out to her neighbors before it was too late. It's interesting. I have neighbors who often violate our neighborhood rules as to where they should have their guests park, and they often end up parking in such a way that it's hard to get past them on the road. But I've never complained. And the husband in that couple just died of cancer. In fact, my husband and I went to the memorial service yesterday. And I, too, find myself so glad that I never complained, as I doubt the parking problems are going to persist now, and they really weren't that bad if I think about it. Katie concluded her story about her neighbor saying, We all have our own struggles, frustrations, and issues. I know my own but it is likely I will never know the battles of people I see every day. I can choose to be provoked by circumstance or look deeper and change my perspective. What appears on the surface as simply an annoying situation, an angry person in line or someone who cuts me off in traffic, could very well be a person fighting for his life. Now, Katie says, when a motorcycle rumbles past her as she drives, her kids cover their ears against the loud noise, but Katie just smiles. She's actually developed a fondness for loud Harley Davidsons. For her, they're a reminder that things aren't always as they seem. The Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast continues straight ahead. Welcome back. In another story from Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Gratitude, Johnny Wessler tells us his own story about learning the facts after the fact. In his case, he was the manager of a restaurant, and he was having trouble with one of his employees. It was a woman named Jeanette. She was a great worker. She had a great sense of humor. She was a real asset to the restaurant. Everybody loved her, except she had one problem. She could not make it to work on time. She had recently given birth to her third child, and she also had a medical problem. So she had missed some work, which was understandable, but when she officially returned to work, Johnny expected her to arrive on time every day, and she didn't. She was supposed to be there at 9, and she would come in at 9.30 or 9.45. Firing her was out of the question, but Johnny wanted her to understand how important it was to be on time. He gave her a lot of warnings, and each time she would be good for a while, and then she'd be back to being late every day. Johnny got so fed up, he started docking her pay when she was late. And that didn't help, so then he sat her down and he said that he was going to reduce her hourly rate to minimum wage, which would be about a 50% pay cut for her. And then he pushed her start time back an hour, so now she would have less pay per hour and a shorter day, starting at 10 instead of at 9. Jeanette started crying then, and she told Johnny why she was late all the time. Her three young children had to be taken to three different places in the morning before she came to work. One of them went to elementary school, one went to preschool, and one, the baby, went to her mother's. Jeanette didn't have a car, so she had to use public transportation to get the three kids to those three different places, which made her timing very unpredictable. 
Johnny heard all that, but he was a young, new restaurant manager, and he thought he should still be a tough boss and stick to his guns. He says in his story, I thought it would show weakness if I gave in, so I stuck to my disciplined plan. Today, I would call my management style stupid and arrogant. But three weeks later, when Johnny noticed that Jeanette was arriving on time every single day now that she had a start time of 10 o'clock, he asked her what she thought of the new arrangement. And she said that coming in an hour later gave her the time to get her kids ready for school without rushing them and without having an awful stressed morning. She thanked him for the later start time. And then Johnny realized something, that money and jobs are important, but not more important than family. Jeanette was only working that job to make money to care for her family. That day, Johnny had an epiphany. He retroactively paid Jeanette all the money that she would have made if he hadn't reduced her to minimum wage. And not long after that, he gave her a raise and a promotion. The next year, when Lent came around, Johnny gave up driving for six weeks. He used public transportation to get to work and to every other place he needed to go, just so he could see what Jeanette had to deal with. It was a wonderful lesson that he passed on to us in his story, one about making sure that you know what someone is going through before you get all righteous and indignant. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Gratitude, please visit our website, chickensoup.com, click on the podcast button, and you'll see more information about the book. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Please follow me on Twitter. If you haven't already, my handle is at Amy Newmark. I post a link to the podcast every day on Twitter, and you can also subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Come back for our next episode when I'll be sharing a couple of stories from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable about how you can use your dreams to find things that you thought were gone forever. <laughs> <laughs>